0: Welcome to this week's message from Mountain Park Church. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we hope that as you listen to today's message, you feel challenged and inspired to give God more room to work in your life this week. Well, my name is Brenda. If if you haven't been here before or we haven't met before, um, I am so happy to be with you here today. And like I said, I feel like God has put this word on my heart that he wants to be known and, and we're gonna we're gonna really get into that. But I feel a little a little bit out of my element today because usually I'm so, you know, am I'm I'm a planner and I like to know everything ahead of time and have everything all planned out, but sometimes, sometimes. It doesn't work that way. And so I feel like I'm up here and I have a whole lot to say and I'm a little bit scattered. But I believe that God is going to help me to get this all out. Is that okay? If I just be honest right up front and say, I don't know how this is going to come out. I don't know what exactly it's going to look like. But I know God wants to say something really, really powerful to us today. So we are in this series called I Am. And what we really, when, when, you know, Alex and Andrew and I get together and we talk about these series, and we talk about how we can each come together and contribute into what God is saying. And we just felt like at the beginning of this year, we really want to dive into and and sort of unpack for us all the character of God and who he is. He said, I am, and that basically covers it all. But what does that mean to us? What are the characteristics and the nature of God That we need to understand. And last week, Alex talked about the fact that I am worthy, that God alone is worthy of our praise. And that He makes us worthy. Even though we don't feel worthy, even though we do things that we feel disqualify us or that we feel like we're not worthy to to be in his presence or to be with him, he makes us worthy. And today, the word that we're talking about or the the aspect of God that I want to talk about is just, I am here. You know, God is a God who is present with us. He is here with us all of the time. He wants to be known to us in such a great way. And I feel like all he wants to say today is, I am here. Now, that's not all I am going to (laughs) say. We're going to get into this. but um, And I, I feel like, like what he really put on my heart is that he wants, he wants us to know that he is a God who wants to speak to us. He is a God who speaks. And the same God who spoke and spoke the world into existence and spoke a word and there was light and sun and stars and a world and day and night and animals, the same God who spoke and, and breathed life into the first man still speaks today. And I remember as a little girl growing up in church, I would often hear people say, you know, God told me this. Or I heard God say, or you know, God, God told me this. And, and I, I remember thinking, well, what is that like? What is it like that the creator of the universe would speak to you? I mean... If he has a voice, it probably sounds like James Earl Jones or like you know Mufasa for the younger generation. It's it's this this billowing, echoing, loud, deep voice, right? And I was I was I was like afraid of it. I was constantly like, Oh God, are you talking to me? Did I miss it? And. And I think in church, over the years, as a pastor, I've heard so, I've heard so many things from people. Because people talk to their pastors. And, you know, they say a lot of things. And they say a lot of things that they think God told them. And a lot of times, there's something inside of me that just goes, Oh, sweetie, God did not say that. And I think we get really confused sometimes at hearing the voice of God. But that's not how he wants it to be. He doesn't want to be a mystery to us. He wants to be known. He's not mysterious. His ways are not all that mysterious. We can actually know them. But they're different from what we're used to. And so we have to learn how to listen. Because he doesn't speak the same way that a person speaks to us. And honestly, listening to God is a lot less complicated than even trying to talk to your spouse. Because, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, all that stuff. Sometimes it's hard to communicate. And sometimes people aren't saying exactly, you know, what they, what they want to say. And sometimes people are unfaithful and untruthful. God's never like that. His word is true. And when he speaks to us, it's always true. It's always reliable. It's always faithful. It's always consistent. And it always is true. And I feel like there's this, this struggle to understand what is, what is God saying to me? What is he speaking to me? And we're going to get into this a little bit. And, and, and honestly, I, I, I do feel a little scattered and I'm all over the place today. But I do have points. For those of you who take notes and like to have points, I know some of you do that. I do have a few points. And so, so my first point is that God speaks powerfully. That same voice, like I said, that spoke the world into existence is still speaking today. And that voice has power with it. It creates. It moves things. It changes things. God's voice is powerful. But as we know from scripture, it doesn't always come to us in a powerful way. We're often looking for his voice in the supernatural. We're looking for it in the, cre- in the, you know, in the great things. We're looking for it um, in, in ways that are like, you know, he's, I don't know, like road to Damascus kind of experiences. We want those, right? We're always looking for God to speak to us in that sort of way. But we know from scripture that he often comes in a still, small voice. It's like a whisper. And I was reading, I brought these books up here because I wanted to show them to you because this is such a big topic. I'm only gonna be able to scratch the surface of it today. And, and I was actually thinking this week, we need to do a whole series on this topic because hearing the voice of God is, is a really important thing in our lives. But I brought two books because um, I just wanted to, to, to tell you, because if you wanna get into this a little deeper, these are two great resources. The first one is called Discerning the Voice of God how to Recognize When God is Speaking. This is by Priscilla Schreier. A great book. Really, really, really good on hearing the voice of God. The other one, I just got in the mail two days ago. So I've only read the first chapter. But it is really, really good. I've read a lot of books by this author. And, and this, is, this, is, this is good. So it's called Whisper. It's by Mark Batterson. And in this book, he talks about a lot of different ways that God speaks to us. But the most common way that he speaks to us is in a whisper, in a still small voice. And you know, I said, I was this little girl in church trying to figure out what does it mean when God speaks to us? And what does that sound like? And what does that feel like? And it's been a journey. I'm 45 now, I'm not a little girl anymore. And it's been a journey to, to learning and understanding how God speaks to me. His voice is powerful when He speaks, but it often comes in a whisper. And what I have found in my life, is that probably the scripture that speaks to me the most about how God speaks to us is when after the the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples a few times. And one of those times, there was a couple of them walking down the road and he came and he just started walking with them. And they didn't recognize who he was. So they were talking with him, they were talking about Jesus, and they were talking about the resurrection and all these things that had happened. They're like, didn't you hear? This is what's going on. And Jesus is walking with him, They don't know it's Jesus. But after they, they recognize that it's him and he disappears, and then they go, oh, we should have known it was him because our hearts were burning inside of us. And that honestly has become the number one way that I know that God is speaking to me because I feel this burning inside of my heart. And the only way I can, I can explain it to you is that I, it's like my heart starts to beat a little faster. It's like something's going on inside of me. And, and my antenna goes up. I go, okay, God's trying to say something. What's he trying to say? And then I have to get in tune with what he's trying to say to me. But that's how I know he's speaking is that my heart burns inside of me. And, and for each one of us, it'll probably look and feel and sound a little bit different. Because this is my next point. When God speaks, it's personal. He doesn't do it the same way every time. He doesn't do it the same way for every person. When God speaks, it's very personal. And it's very individual. He's a personal God. And the God of the universe wants a personal one-on-one relationship with you. He wants to know you, but he also wants you to know him. He wants you to know his heart. He wants you to know his goodness and his grace and his mercy. He wants you to know his love. He wants you to know his power. He wants you to know his peace and his joy. He wants you to know so many things about him. And you know what? I think we'll spend our whole lives trying to figure out who God is, but he's really not a mystery. He wants to be known. And I think the number one reason that God speaks to us is because he wants to reveal himself to us. And so often, so, so often, I hear people say, I really need to hear from God Because they're in a situation where they need to make a decision. There's something big. You know, there's something that they need to do. I'm wondering, do I marry this person? I need to hear from God. I'm wondering, do I take this job or that opportunity? I need to hear from God. And sometimes we wait until we're in a situation like that. And then we go, oh, just a sec. Wait, I need to hear from God about this. But I feel like what God wants to say to us today is that, If you're building that relationship with him all along, then those decisions become easy because you know him. I want to take you to a scripture. I do not know where I am in my notes. Okay, one sec here. I'm going to take you to a scripture. Romans 12.2. I hope we have that up on the overhead. Romans 12.2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, I have heard so many messages in church on this scripture. But often, we get it a little out of whack. Because we all want to know what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is, right? We all want to be in that zone. We don't want to live outside of good, pleasing, and perfect. And I've heard so many messages. I've even heard someone kind of try to break it down and say good, pleasing, and perfect are all different. I don't know if I agree with that. I believe that there is a will of God, a plan of God for your life that is all of those things. Good, pleasing, and perfect. But if you look at the scripture, maybe we can leave it up just for a couple of minutes, that scripture. If you look at the scripture, it doesn't say that God's going to speak to you by a whisper in the middle of the night and tell you what his good, pleasing, perfect will is. No. It says he's going to transform your mind, and then you don't even have to ask because you will be able to test and approve what his will is. He wants to be known to you. He wants you to know him in such a way. That when you face a decision or you face something difficult in your life, you're the one who is equipped with the power to make that decision because you know exactly what he would want. Now, I've been married. How long have I been married? 24 years? So I've known you 25 years, my husband Mark. I've, uh, sorry, I'm not good with dates and numbers. He's actually the one who remembers that stuff. Um, so 25 years I've known Mark. And... You know, you could give me any menu from any restaurant in the city and I could tell you exactly what he'll order. I know exactly how he wants his steak done. I I know him so well because I've spent the time investing in getting to know him. It's 25 years of talking, mostly him talking and me listening, if you can believe that or not. But 25 years of getting to know somebody, I know him really well. I know what would be pleasing to him. I don't always do it, but I know what it is. I know what he would consider a perfect day. I know what would be good to him. Why? Because I've invested the time in understanding and knowing who he is. Now, if you came to me and you told me, Mark just went to the casino and he lost $100,000, I'd be like, are you kidding me? No way, not my Mark. Because I know him and I know his character. So when something comes along your way or when someone says something that's a lie about God, it's going to hit you. You're going to go, mm-mm. That's how we test and approve, right? You're going to go, no, no, no. That doesn't measure up with the God I know. Now now people you know they do crazy things and what do we say that's so out of character for them God doesn't do that He's faithful when we're not he's consistent when we're not He is always the same God and so we can trust him and we can actually know his voice so intimately in our lives that when we come up against a decision and we come up against a hard time we know exactly what he would want we know exactly what he would do because we've invested the time in getting to know him but that's not exactly what we do like I said we come up against these things and we go oh no I need to know what God's will is but we haven't invested the time in allowing him to be known to us You guys listening today, is this good? Does it speak to anybody? When God speaks to us, he is persistent. That's point number three, if you're you're keeping track. When he speaks, it's powerful. When he speaks, it's personal. And when he speaks, it's persistent. Revelation 3.20 says this. Here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and them with me. Now that word knock, here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. I looked that up, um, because I like to do that. I look words up in the Greek, because I want to know what it really meant. And when I looked it up, it said, literally banging the door down, like beating it with a stick. This isn't a little like, hello, are you home? This is banging down the door of your heart. And I've, you, I've heard this, this scripture used so many times in the context of um, new believers and people coming to faith. And that's true. God does persistently and consistently knock on the door of our hearts until we allow him in. But that's not the context that this scripture was used in. In fact, this scripture was written to the church. And it's used in Revelations, and it was written to a church of Lacedaia. I can't say that very well. Lacedaia, the church there, but those the people of that church. The charge against them was that they had grown lukewarm. God said, "If you're not hot and you're not cold, I literally want to spit you out of my mouth." And this is people who have grown lukewarm in their faith. Their passion for God has left. They're not investing the time in anymore to know his voice and to know him and understand him. That's exactly the spot that they were in. And he said, you may have been unfaithful. You may have stepped away. You may have tried to do it on your own, but I am always faithful to you. And I am banging on your door today to allow me to come in and to be with you because I want to make myself known to you. And I feel like what God really wants to say to us today is that even if we've neglected our relationship with him, even if we've let that slide, today is a new day. Today is a new day that we can know him again and know him more, and that he can reach down into those places of our heart and make known to us the things that he has to make known. You know, Everyone's walk with God, everyone's personal journey with God is different. And only God knows what you need next. Only God knows the journey he's taking you on. And he's the one who needs to be able to reveal that to you and show you what's next and show you what he needs to reveal to you next and next and next and next. He's taking us on a journey to knowing him and to knowing his voice. In John 16, Jesus said that he was going to be leaving this earth, but that he was sending the Holy Spirit to be with us. Now, I don't have time today to get into a whole teaching on the Holy Spirit and what that means, but when we hear the Holy Spirit When we're in a service like this and we say we feel the presence of God here, that's the Holy Spirit at work. The Holy Spirit is the active, moving arm of God on the face of the earth today. It's the way God speaks to us is through the Holy Spirit. And he said the Holy Spirit is going to come, and he called him a couple of things. He called him, in some translations it says advocate, helper, or comforter. He's someone who's actually going to come alongside of you with your best interest at heart and lead you into the things you need to walk into. And then he calls him the spirit of truth. And he says he will lead you into all truth and he will show you things to come. Now we wanna jump right to the show me things to come, right? Cause that's cool. That's like fortune telling, right? I wanna know what's in my future. I wanna know what's ahead of me. But we stumble over the revealing truth. Because that's a hard part. Because when God reveals His truth to us, He reveals His truth about His nature and His character. He reveals truth about His kingdom and His purposes. But the truth will also reveal the truth about us. And sometimes that's hard. That's hard to, to take. Because when we, when we measure ourselves up against God's truth, sometimes there's things that's going to have to change in our lives. Sometimes there's gonna be things that don't line up with his truth. And I feel like this is so, so important in our world today, that we've lost our compass of truth and we've lost the basis for what real truth really is. And we've mixed truth with politics. We've mixed it with what's socially acceptable. We've mixed it with our feelings and emotions. We mix truth with all kinds of things. And we come out with these weird doctrines or we justify our sinful behavior because we somehow have mixed a little bit of truth with a whole lot of junk. But God says, no, I'm going to lead you into all truth. I'm going to lead you into the truth. Not mixed with anything else. That word for truth means literally two plus two is four. It's like basic common knowledge. It has no bias. You can't change it. It doesn't, it's not altered by culture or circumstances. And I feel like as a church, we are in a time when we need to know the truth more than ever. When we need to know what God wants from us more than what anyone else thinks, what any other organization is doing. We need truth so badly. Our world is crying for truth. And we're lost in a sea of everything else that's around us. We need God's truth so badly. And you know what? He promised it to us. We can have it. It's not a mystery. He gives it to us freely, persistently, standing at the door, knocking, wanting to come in and tell us what his truth is. And when we know his truth, it burns inside of our hearts and it leads us into all things. When he says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the truth," but I'm also gonna show you things to come. He starts to open up dreams for your life. He starts to show you what could be if you follow the truth. He starts to show you the things that he can do with your life if you continue to surrender it to him. Those are the things he shows you that are to come. And as we stay so intimately close to him and walk with him it's an incredible feeling to know that you can actually make decisions and walk out your life with the confidence that you know who he is and you know that he's with you after all these years i can honestly say i've come to a place where i hear god's voice almost every single day for little things for big things it's, it's become so common and so familiar and so easy. It wasn't in the beginning. It was not easy in the beginning. And this sort of leads me into my last point, which is when God speaks, he speaks purposefully. He has a purpose when he speaks to us. I often, I often describe it this way. When I, when I first met my husband, or, sorry, when we first got married, um, he would sometimes come home late at night. He drove truck, and he was coming in and out at weird hours. And sometimes I would hear him, and I would be like, <gasps> what's that? Who's in the house? Oh, someone's, someone broke in. And I, he probably doesn't know this, but I kept scissors in my nightstand. And there was a few nights where I got them out, and I was like, whoever this is, they're in, like, I'm, you know. And and then he'd come in the room and I'd be like, oh, it's him, <laughs> right? And, and that was kind of what it was like when I was trying to figure out what God's voice felt like. It was like, oh, is that him? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure. Should I, should I move? Should I do it? I don't know what to do, right? But now when the door opens late at night, I know how he walks. I know the sound when he kicks off his shoes. I know how he jingles his keys. And it's not, it doesn't scare me, it's comforting. I go, oh, that's him, he's home. Right? It's familiar. And I feel like God wants to lead us into that place where his voice is so common and so familiar to us. When we think of something common, I, I don't mean that it's, we take it for granted. But that it becomes something so familiar, that we know we're walking with him day in and day out. And that's, I can honestly say I've come to that point in my life. Now I still come up against things when I feel like, God, this is really big and I'm not sure which way to go. And it's not that I don't know his will for my life and it's not that I don't know what he would want, but sometimes there's many options that look good in front of us and it's hard for us to discern. But he's going to give us those answers and walk with us in all of it. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Someone nod and let me know you're still alive. Okay. So, one last thing I just want to share with you because to me that this was probably one of the most powerful moments in learning to understand the voice of God because when he speaks to us it does have a purpose and more often than not the purpose is to change us right we want God to change our circumstances we want him to change our spouse we want him to change everyone and everything around us but more often than that the word of God comes the truth of God comes and it changes us from the inside out that's why we use this saying around here all of the time. God is working in us and through us because he does the work in us first. And his truth cuts into us before it goes anywhere else. And sometimes we're really good at spewing what we believe is his truth to, to other people. But it's hard to take it, take it in on ourselves, Right? but his words are powerful and he wants to change us from the inside out. And as he does, and as we learn to know his voice and learn to walk with him, then he's gonna use his voice purposefully in our lives to lead us into his plans and purposes. He invites us to be a part of what he is doing here on the earth. But we can't do that unless we know how to hear his voice. And so he trains us and he teaches us to hear his voice. Now, I remember when I was in Bible school and at that point in my life, I really wanted to hear God's voice. And I thought it was, you know, I was really looking for this spectacular thing. And I remember it, and when I look back now, I know that, All of my life, from the time I was a young, 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 young girl, I knew the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I could follow him. It was something that, just because of my dad and our church and the way I grew up, it was just so inbred in me. But I thought it was something different than what I was experiencing. Does that make sense? I thought there was something more. So I I was always looking for his voice in in the spectacular. And I remember once in Bible school, we had this morning where there was praise and worship and people like all the Bible school students were like on the front of the altar on their faces and God was just ministering to people and I was sitting in my seat going God I don't feel anything like what's wrong with me and and so I tried to cry and then I knelt down and I was like you know I'm, I was trying to do all these postures and things to, so that God would speak to me and I felt that that burning that little voice that said you don't need this they do. And I was like, but I want it. Like, that's just not fun. Like, I want what everyone else gets. And I remember being so like, God, like, that's, that was just mean, right? Like, I just kind of felt like, whatever. I wanted the spectacular, but all along, I'd been hearing the still small voice. All along, he had been guiding me and leading me. I was always looking for something big and spectacular and fantastic. But I realized that day that all along, he had been speaking to me. But I, So God works in us, but he also wants to work through us. So he'll begin at some point to ask you to step out of your comfort zone and do things you've never done. And it's hard because it takes faith. We have to believe that we've heard God's voice, that we know what he wants, And then we have to have the courage and the faith to step out and do it, believing that when we do, he'll meet us in that moment, right? And so this was a whole other new thing for me, to learn how to use God's voice purposefully. I'd learned how to use it internally. I'd learned how it changed my life. But I had to learn how to use it for a purpose, to bring a word to other people. So I remember... And this is hard. This is, this is a hard story to share. Um, the worship team can come if they want to. I'm almost done. I was in a church service just like this. And there was a the pastor who was speaking did an altar call. And he was pleading for people to come and make Jesus the Lord of their lives, their Lord and Savior. And I remember him actually pausing and saying, He looked out into the crowd, and he said, why don't you ask the person next to you if they want to come up to the front and receive Jesus as their Savior? And so I looked down my row, and there was a girl standing at the end of my row. She had a hoodie on, and she kind of had her head down in a backpack. It was like she didn't want anyone to see her. And so I was like, no, no, okay, we're all good and so the music kept going and the altar call kept going on and the pastor stopped it again and it was like he looked right at me in the crowd and he said ask the person next to you if they want to go down to the front and get saved nope we're all good here but i felt that burning in my heart and so i was like god Am I supposed to go talk to her? Now, that could not have been a more spectacular and precise word. But I was like, was that really God? Is he really saying that? Like, you know, she looks like she really doesn't want anybody to talk to her. So um, I think I'll just stay down here at my end of the aisle. I'm sure she's good, right? Right? (laughs) I disobeyed. And not two seconds later, after I kind of said, no, I'm staying here, a woman, she's actually here in this building today. She's a friend of mine. Ran across, jumped up on the chair, almost pushed me out of the way, ran down my aisle, and started to talk to that girl, and took her up to the front, and she got saved that day. I broke. Because I realized that God had invited me to be part of his plan that day for that woman and I opted out. I said no. And I stood there and I thought how many times have I done this in my life? Have I second guessed? Have I allowed fear to creep in? And I've said no to the voice of God. Here's what I learned that day. I learned God is so incredibly faithful and that his plans will always happen whether I choose to be a part of it or not because someone still went for that girl. Thank God. Thank God. But I also learned that I had a choice every single day to be a part of God's plans or to let them pass me by. And that day, I said, God, I will never say no to you again. Please do not let this be the last time you move or speak in my life because I will say yes. I've learned my lesson. And I feel like what God has wanted me to say to you today is that there's people here who feel like they've missed it. They feel like God has called them or put something on their heart or asked them to do something, and they've been disobedient you've been disobedient you let it pass you by but I'm here today to say God is still standing at the door persistently knocking wanting to be known to you and our failures do not define us they refine us that failure that that one time that I did not listen to God It didn't blow my entire life. It actually set me up to know His voice and to be tuned into it better than ever before because I allowed it to change me. I allowed that situation to work on me. I took it in, I realized it. But I feel like today there are people here who may be experiencing some shame and some guilt because you know God's been asking you to do something and you haven't done it. Or maybe the opportunity completely passed you by. And I want to say today's a new day. It's not over. It's a learning experience. It's part of the journey to fail. It's part of the journey that we all have. It doesn't end there. It doesn't define you. There's so much more that God has for you and he will speak to you again. He wants to speak to you again. That guilt and that shame is a lie from the enemy. That's one more reason that we need the truth in our life because everything the enemy speaks to us is a lie. And we will so clearly be able to know how to discern between God's voice and the voice of the enemy when we know the truth. That's why he wants to make himself known to us. Because it protects us and it keeps us. He's a loving father. He wants the best for us. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church at and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.